With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, Hawkeye fans, football conversationalists, Big Ten fanboys, and girls. This is your host, Joe Hugan, and this is Hawkeye Nation. We have a football schedule. We have a Big Ten football schedule, and, well, it's looking a little better than what I thought it might be. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, Not so good for our counterparts in Nebraska, which, you know, who cares? Who cares about Nebraska? But they get to play Ohio State, whereas I thought Ohio State would probably be blessed upon the Hawkeye schedule, it it was not. While I don't care if we had played them or not, I'm not exactly crying that we're not getting an opportunity to play them. If we play them, I hope it's in the Big Ten championship game. That's where I'd prefer to play them if we must play Ohio State this year. Now, while this season looks like a somewhat favorable one, there are some questions. Um, we don't start the year at Kinnick Stadium, which... Didn't look like that was going to happen anyways. It was always going to be on the road. But we do still have one of the Big Ten favorites still on our schedule in Penn State. That's okay. We have a Big Ten football season, and that's all that matters. Uh, our schedule looks pretty uh, pretty good, though. Uh, October 24th, we will be headed to Purdue. And uh, by all accounts, that's not a bad place to start. Purdue has been good in the past, and they certainly have gotten better with their recruiting. But if I had to choose a place to start college football for the Big Ten, for Iowa, I don't mind starting at Purdue. Now, moving on to the second week, October 31st will be the uh, the always fun Northwestern game. Uh, but that will be at home. That will be at Kinnick, back in the, the friendly confines of our home, and... Although we've had struggles with Northwestern in the past, that should at least feel a little more comfortable being at home and a Halloween sort of game. So, who knows? would be fun if we got back in the stands, but again, I don't look forward uh, to, well, I look forward to, but I don't see our fans being back in the stands anytime soon, especially that early in the season. But with Northwestern, hopefully that'll be number two win for the season. Looking at week number three, November 7th, home game against Michigan State. Another favorable game for Iowa. I, I don't see Michigan State making much of a uh, much of anything this year. Um, they've lost a, a lot of recruits. They've lost, well, they've got a new uh, football coaching staff uh, in place now. Um, just a lot of question marks for their team in general. Um, not to ever take anybody for granted or, you know, not respect them, and certainly the uh, football team in Iowa and Coach Kirk Ferentz will definitely respect them. But I think that it's very possible three weeks into the Big Ten slate this year, we should be 3-0. Moving along to November 14th, week four, we'll be up against 
Mini. Going to be playing Minnesota. This is away. Now, this is where the slate becomes a little more difficult and a little more challenging. Um, we got a three-game stretch here that I think will be interesting, to say the least. But starting uh, this away game in Minnesota against a very good Minnesota team from last year. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be a challenge. This is going to be their first real challenge of the year. And I think if we can escape with that, which I, I believe we can, um, will be interesting. Now, that's not to say we don't know who the quarterback is going to be this year. It's going to be interesting to find out who that is going to be. There's still a competition, as Kirk has said. But I think by all accounts, it's going to be most likely Petraeus. That seems to be the trend that is that is going on right now, or at least the one that has most Hawkeyes focused on. Not to say that that couldn't change. We don't know what's going on in camp right now, or not camp, but, you know, general practices. You know, barring any injury, though, I, I think that we're probably looking at Petraeus taking the helm. And with any new quarterback and new, you know, learning a new system and, and really uh, getting it all down, you don't know. Iowa's always been typically slow to start the year off on offense. Defense usually clicks a lot faster. Um, you could probably say that for most teams, but I think Iowa certainly is a little more adapt to take its time to really get that offense to gel, to get the offensive line going and, and you know establish the run game and then to really break open that pass game. So we'll see. We don't, we don't know what that's going to look like, but if we can play some smash-mouth Big Ten football and really get after Minnesota and, and get that victory, if we can walk away with 4-0, that's what really sets us up for probably the pinnacle of the season what really is going to determine what the rest of our season is going to look like that week five. November 21st is going to be away at Penn State. Penn State. Well, Penn State is probably the second best team in the Big Ten, at least by record and just by personnel, what we've been seeing. Um, they had a couple departures that were originally going to be moving on to the NFL for going uh, a late start to this season that have come back. So, they're looking to have a full-strength team back for this season. Bring it on. Bring it on. We, we want to see you know the very best of the Big Ten, and we don't want to shy away from anything that would uh, uh, you know hurt our chances towards the ultimate goal of a Big Ten and national championship, at least getting involved in the college football playoff. We could do our very best if we were able to go 5-0, and hitting the road to Penn State. Now I'm going to go through my predictions later, but I'm just kind of telling you the schedule, what it is right now. Moving on to week six, coming back home, November 28th against Nebraska. Now, this Nebraska game, depending upon how they made it through their first six weeks, this to me seems to be, I hate to use the word, but looks like a trap game for Iowa. To me, it looks like a trap game. Now, in the past, I would have said if this were a Northwestern game, um, would have seemed more like that. And I and I understand, I understand too, this is a Nebraska game that is going to be home at Kinnick Stadium. But with Kinnick Stadium not really having that home field advantage as far as the fans and the atmosphere, this is why I'm saying it feels more to me like a trap game because... We can't take them for granted, obviously, and we won't. We don't like Nebraska, never have, never will. 
but they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They have a lot to play for, just as we do, just as everybody else, but they were one of the catalysts, as Iowa was, as Ohio State was, to get Big Ten back in play. And if they're able to pull off a miracle and beating Ohio State that first game of the year, don't see that happening. But if, if that were to happen, or if they were to make it close, and they were able to get through the you know week two through through five unscathed, that week six is going to be monumental, depending upon what we do with week five as well. If we came in there undefeated to a one-loss Nebraska team, who knows? That's why I'm saying this This week's four through six is going to be really interesting, and, you know, it could go any way. Nebraska's going to have a, a ton to play for and a chip on their shoulder, being that uh, they haven't beaten Iowa for a while. They really want to start getting back into the conversation of being important in the Big Ten, and with them being the catalyst or one of the catalysts to even have a Big Ten season, they have a ton to play for and a lot of respect to be, uh, well, to them earned. All right, so moving from that potential trap game is what I'm calling it of November 28th. Moving on to week seven, we've got Illinois. Illinois is going to be an away game. It's going to be at Illinois. Um, Illinois is kind of an enigma, but they really have had a lot of departures from their personnel and just issues, I think, um, within their program. To where I, I don't think this is going to be an issue. I, I really think that we'll be able to get away with a victory here. It'll also depend upon how we do with, with Nebraska and the stretch um, of that weeks four, five, and six. But I think that we should walk away pretty easily with a victory in Champaign. Week eight, finally a, a return to what I call Big Ten normalcy, which is having Wisconsin as our last game of the year. Not a Nebraska last game, but a Wisconsin and having them at Kinnick, I think, is important. Now, again, doesn't really feel like a home field advantage when we don't have our fans in the stands. It still will be in Iowa at Kinnick, last game of the year for the Big Ten slate, and a lot to play for, a lot to play for, hopefully a ton to play for, and the fact that that might come down to who wins the West. Regardless of, of week five with Penn State, this week eight is going to be huge. Winning against Wisconsin potentially catapults us into the number one position in the West, which consequently would give us a matchup in the Big Ten Championship if we are only a one-loss team, potentially, to play what I think will probably be Ohio State. Now, we beat Ohio State we would have an opportunity to be in the college football, you know, playoff. And actually that would probably give uh, Ohio state an opportunity to still, even though they would lose, if we were able to beat that and pull that off, which would be a huge undertaking, not saying that we will just think of that. We could have two big 10 teams in the college football playoff. All right. Now that I've looked at all of that, I'm going to kind of go through what I think is most likely going to happen. And I'll just go through it real quick here. Purdue, I think we got to win there. I think that we can beat Northwestern, but that's always kind of a throw-up game. Um, I, I hate that game, but as you know, you know, on paper every year and just our mental focus, we should beat Northwestern. Michigan State, I think that's a victory. I, I think that's a no-brainer. I think that we can go in and, and take care of business, especially at home. Number four, Minnesota. 
I think that that one is going to be a very difficult game. Um, winnable, absolutely. A lot on the line. They're going to be remembering last year um, being the only blemish on their resume in the Big Ten. Going to be very difficult. I'm going to give it to Iowa. Even though it's away, I'm going to, I'm going to say that we find a way to get it done. Got a lot to play for. Maybe we're, we're gelling by then. I think our offense finally gets together in week four. Seems to be typically when we find our way offensively anyways. So I'm going to go ahead and give us a win there. Moving on from uh, week four to week five, going to that Penn State game. I, I, I do think that's going to be a loss. I think that we could potentially keep it close, but there's a lot of firepower there. There's a lot of, of athleticism on the Penn State side. Not to say that we can't lose. I mean, I, I want to win every game, but that one's, that one's going to be particularly rough, and I, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and give us a loss in that category. Week six, Nebraska at home. I think even with their chip, I think we make it number six. I think that uh, we will go ahead and beat Nebraska at home and, and defeat them. I think it'll be another close game, as as have a lot of them, other than maybe the 2015 when we kind of ran away with it at the end. Um, I think that's going to be a close game. I think we got that one, though. I think we can win. Week seven against Illinois. Again, I think that's a win there. I think once we got past uh, the uh, Nebraska game, I think we would go into Champaign and take care of business there like we usually do. Week 8, ending with Wisconsin. Ugh. This one's just a complete nightmare because, as you Hawkeye fans know, this game typically goes either way. I mean, it, it's, it really is a the same team playing itself. And with the exception of the last few years, unfortunately for Iowa, it's been, I mean, the matchup overall... I think we're only like four or five games um, away from being 500 ball between the two clubs overall throughout the history of the two programs. That's, the I think it's the closest in the Big Ten as far as rivalry goes. And it, it certainly shows here. <sighs> with a new quarterback and with a style of play, I don't know. But if it becomes a ground game and we're running the ball a lot and trying to impose our will. Man, this is this is going to be a toss-up. It really is going to be a toss-up. Being an Iowa homer, I'm going to give it to us. I'm going to give it to us. I wouldn't be surprised if if we lost it, but I think that we could we could pull that off at the end of the year. One of those those Hawkeye magic kind of things being at home would certainly help. I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to Iowa. But don't be surprised if we dropped that one. And that would be that'd be pretty hard to uh, to fathom just because that would definitely put us out of potential for a uh, a college football playoff. But if we get through this slate with just a loss to Penn State, I mean, you're looking at a a real potential to well, one, we're gonna be playing in the big Ten championship, but also an opportunity for that college football playoff, which, you know, really, we've only seen one one opportunity to be a part of, and we just missed out on. So that should excite everybody, and I think it's a realistic look. It's going to be a hard slate, and like I said, the Wisconsin game can go either way, but if we're able to get, get through that slate, especially weeks four, five, and six, with just one loss there, 
I think we can take care of business in week eight and and really make that a seven and one uh, regular season with the championship left on December nineteenth. So that's something to, something to look at, something to look forward to, and, and, and hopefully that will be the case. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, I'm always always uh, willing to uh, uh, see what everybody else has got. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what you think uh, is a likely scenario, if you have any uh, strong feelings one way or the other on any of these teams and, and how you think it might shake out. That's just kind of how I think it's going to shake out. Trying to be realistic. Always a, always a Hawkeye homer here, but trying to be realistic for you uh, in what expectations could be. Moving on to basketball, because we haven't hit on basketball a whole lot. Uh, if you haven't been thinking about basketball, it's understandable. However, it would be a mistake not to start thinking about it real hard, real quick. Everybody else in the NCAA is going to be focused on, well, certainly the Big Ten, on Iowa. I, I saw a couple uh, things already that have Iowa as high as number five in the country. Huge. Huge. We are definitely a NCAA Final Four contender. On paper, on personnel, on everything. From everything I, I've, I've dove in through and, and looked at and researched, it, it we, we just are. And it's understandable why we are. And you can thank that big man in Luca Garza and Jordan Bohannon. Those two coming back and making this season a reality are huge. I mean, Bohannon getting the, the red shirt um, from last year was an important uh, part of that puzzle. But this pandemic, I think, pushed, maybe, I don't know, um, Luca Garza into pumping the brakes on the NBA, saying, hey, you know, maybe there's some things I can work on uh, in college with the Hawks, going after a potential, you know, championship, NCAA championship. That's a lot to play for. And he can further enhance his resume, which I think is huge. Now, the thing that the Hawkeyes have to look forward to, uh, fixing rather, is their defense. That's going to be a huge focus this year is fixing defense, making sure they shore that up. Uh, they were one of the best teams in the country in scoring. Um, you know, Garza absolutely was, scoring 23.9 points per game. You know, he was, uh, well, should have been the player of the year. Just missed out on that, but was Big Ten player of the year. He's definitely the favorite this year to be uh, player of the year. But really, it was their defense that kind of struggled. Uh, they're third worst in the Big Ten for defense, um, allowing like 75 points per game. You know, that's got to change. That's definitely got to change. And I think that McCaffrey is, is going to be a glue kind of in the middle of that lineup as uh, somebody who's going to change some of that, and that's Connor McCaffrey. But this should, should be exciting. This is This is hugely exciting. I mean, we're talking about basketball here and a, a reality that we are top 10. Not even top 10. I'm thinking top five team in the country. That ought to get you excited right there. And having the opportunity to actually have a NCAA season is monumental. 
And you know they're going to make it happen this year with last year totally being dismissed. Understandably so. A lot of questions uh, in the world of 2020. But now we're back on track. With football in full swing and the Big Ten back, I is going to start focusing towards the NCAA basketball. And most notably for us, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Who, unlike our love for being kind of under the radar in football, most notably, you're not going to be under the radar for basketball. Everybody is going to know where we're coming from. And that's okay. I think we should embrace it. How many times in basketball have we been able to embrace that, that uh, huge preseason ranking? It's going to be something that they're going to have to embrace. And I think they will. I think they're up for the challenge. I think um, Fran McCaffrey, Coach McCaffrey, is going to be all about it. And I think he's going to challenge and motivate them. And to think that Luke Gar- you know, Luca Garza could be even better, yeah, that's amazing. And I think he will be. I think he's going to be hungry. I think he wants that championship. I think Bohannon, Toussaint, McCaffrey, Joe Wieskamp, They're all going to be ready for it. And I can't wait for Carver-Hawkeye Arena to be rowdy. That is, if we are able to be in the arena. Hopefully we get back into the college football stadium towards the end of the year if they continually have success in their testing and and, and lack of uh, positive results. That'd be huge just for sports fans in general, but... You know, the overall sense of of sports returning to normal, that's part of it as well. But basketball ought to be getting you pumped up. Football got it kicked off finally that we're going to be playing again, but basketball should be getting you real jazzed and juicy because it's coming and it's coming soon. And to think that the NCAA actually wants to have every single NCAA basketball team participate in the tournament, I haven't heard that it, that it you know, has been thrown out yet. But that was the suggestion that every single qualifying NCAA basketball team would participate in the tournament. That, that's, I don't I know how that would even work out logistically, but kind of cool, kind of cool. Giving everybody an opportunity would definitely have a lot of chaos involved in that. I mean, there's chaos every single year. Teams lose that don't that you wouldn't think would lose, and you know, teams excel where you wouldn't thought they would. So, who knows if that'll actually happen? Um, to a degree, it might water it down, but who knows? I I've never seen it, neither of you. So, it'd be interesting, uh, you know, at the very least. It's fun to talk about, anyways. With that all being said, again, tell me what you think. Are you getting excited for basketball? Or are, are, you, are you jazzed about the football season? What are some of your predictions? I, I have my, my predictions that uh, you know, I'll continue to come out with, and we'll be looking at the, uh, the basketball season coming up as well, um, schedule-wise and, and personnel-wise and, and some of the characters. Um, definitely tune in to uh, the other podcast with uh, Rob Howe and Andrew Downs. Uh, they're going to be diving into uh, players and, and, and scheduling as well uh, throughout the uh, Big Ten season and basketball season. Um, always a fun uh, listen and read from Hawkeye Nation there. Um, give them a shout out. Let us know how you're feeling, Hawkeye uh, Nation, and, and and let us you know get the get the fans' perspective. We want to know what you think too. It's important. 
it brings us all together and really focuses on Hawkeye football and basketball and all sports. For Hawkeye Nation, this is Joe Hugan, and I cannot wait to start the football season and to dive into basketball soon.